Hello, 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 and welcome back, everyone, to the Meditation Matters podcast. We're here on season two, and season two. It's been a long time coming for season two. There's a lot in store for season two. A lot happened in season one. A lot of tremendous, tremendous growth, tremendous information. I mean, like I always say, Meditation Matters is not just a way for me to just communicate about thoughts and opinions and research, but it's also been a healing journey for me. And we're on to phase two of that healing journey, everyone, and I hope that everything that I've produced so far has helped you in some way, shape, or form. And honestly, today's... I I just kind of want to jump right in. (laughs) Today's episode is focusing on how thoughts create our reality. Official title, Thoughts Create Your Reality. All right, I want to dive into this. There's so much to talk about. I could talk about this for days, for hours. Obviously, I don't want to take up that much of y'all time. So let's just say that this might turn into a series of sorts, exploring thoughts, talking to other people about their understanding of how thoughts impact the reality. But I wanted to start off with something um, being a quote, right? And this is by Reverend Cheryl Ward. All right, so there's a lot of research that I've done. And as I always mentioned, my episodes are based on a combination of research and practice. So, right, so I have things that I've learned, that I've gathered, that I've written down, that I've explored from other sources. Then we also have my daily life, right? So not only do I take my research and try to apply to my daily life, but I also experience things that are outside of, like, a technical academic research setting, right? And I also have my meditations that bring information to me. I'm able to silence myself. So anyway, jump right in. The first thing that I really want to highlight here is this quote that I mentioned is, your life is a reflection of what you've been thinking about, what you've been giving your attention to. Now, there is a previous episode that I've done from season one that I believe it was um, about limiting beliefs. And in that episode, I mentioned about how what we give our attention to, what we allow our thoughts to feed, not only does that manifest in our lives, but it, it literally becomes our reality. I mean, that's the manifestation, right? It becomes our reality. It becomes what we focus on. So you can choose daily what you want to focus on. You can choose right now what you want to focus on. If you choose right now to focus on this podcast, awesome. <laughs> I got some cool energy, some high vibrational energy in your way. If you choose to focus on, you know, how someone hurt you or how they scorned you or, or, or how you're angry at something and you choose to put all your energy towards that anger then it'll continue and continue and continue to manifest and become your reality so that's how I just want to start this off right give you some high energy something to really kind of shake you up here right so as I've mentioned before in all my other episodes everything is energy your thoughts are energy your emotions are energy emotions being energy and motion right if we were to take the e from the motion Everything is fluctuating, everything is happening, everything is flowing, everything is pulsating, everything is generating something, right? In the basics of physics, energy can never be created nor destroyed. And that doesn't just apply to a machine that's separate from us. That doesn't just apply to the wind, right? It applies to us as human beings as well, us as energetic beings, us as beings of light and adventure and everything else, right? So we are energy. The feelings that we feel have an energetic signature to them. The emotions that we feel have energy to them and the very thoughts that we have have energy to them as well. 
I like to think of thoughts like radio waves, like like, like signals, right? So they, they send out a certain frequency. As so you have certain types of thoughts, send out certain frequencies, right? And the message that they are sending is the energy that you're putting behind that, right? And so let's just say if you're focusing on fear, you're sending out that energy frequency of fear because not only are you feeling the fear, but you're also thinking about whatever is making you afraid or whatever is going to exacerbate this fearful thinking. And so essentially with this, you're going to be thinking about the fear, you're putting out the energy you feel, you're feeling this fear, and nine times out of ten, if you put enough energy, enough feeling into these thoughts, into these these things, right, because thoughts are things, it's going to manifest into your life. You're going to see it pop up in an array of ways. So let's just say you have a fear of... If you have, let's say you have a fear of commitment, honestly, nine times out of 10, you're going to find in your life different scenarios that are going to want you to commit, whether or not it be a person, a place, a job, a thing, an animal, a plant, watering a plant. You are committing to take care of a plant if you buy one. I just want to say this. <laughs> but a fear of commitment is a very real fear that a lot of people have, right? And, you know, I've done um, a couple, I've done a couple of videos and blog posts on approaching the shadow self and healing from past traumas and addressing the inner child, the inner child that may have experienced previous circumstances that may have placed them in a place where they learned to not want commitment because perhaps something happened to them in the past that made them feel as if commitment was there, was out to hurt them, was not out to support them, was not out to provide them with love and care, something in which a child desires and seeks, right? So that's something very real to think about here. But to get back to it, everything starts with your thoughts and your feelings. And I actually want to dive into the energetics of feelings, right? I mean, there's there's something that we don't really think about. I mean, we try to think, right, the chicken or the egg, which one came first, right? Thoughts or feelings, which one comes first? Something that we don't really talk about here. Feelings are intense, Right. And if you listen to the episode where I talk about the heart brain, really important one, make sure you dive in. That's on season one. The heart brain talks about how our heart is its own, has its own nervous system and it has its own thinking system. And it registers information from our surrounding environment and from within. And then it then sends signals to the brain and to the rest of our system and to our specific like our vagus nervous system and everything else, which then translate that into feelings and thoughts into, into thoughts, actually. So you can think of your feelings kind of coming through the heart center and then your feelings being translated into thought through the brain, right? So feelings are very important and feelings can generate thousands upon thousands of thoughts. Have you ever felt afraid, going back to the fear example, you never you thought so many thoughts might start to generate. Let's just say that you have a fear of germs or you have a, you're afraid that if you go outside, you might get hurt. So you decide you don't want to go outside. You can think of thousands of reasons why you should not go outside because you're going to get hurt because you're afraid of something or um, whatever it may be. The reality is that if you ever really take the time to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, why am I feeling this? What is the purpose of this feeling? Instead of letting the feeling rule you and rule your thoughts, you instead can sw like switch the script up and address the feeling differently. So what you do talk, uh, and a little bit later, I'll get into pretty much how to address feelings more, more um, head on and how to allow feelings to ride their wave. Feelings are energy too, right? And their, their own radio wave form, right? How I like to think about it. 
You can let feelings ride their own wave. And eventually that wave will calm down and dissipate. And dissipate. It eventually will not have as much energy backing it. If you take your, if you just allow it to flow, to do what it wants to do, and instead of having a thousand thoughts and 10,000 action items that you want to do because of this feeling, instead, if you just allow it to run its course, just like how you can let a thought run its course, the energy behind that feeling and the energy behind all those thoughts eventually will not hold weight. But if there is something that you really want, if you do want more opportunities, if you do want to invite more creativity into your life, if you do want more financial abundance, if you want better health, if you want all these different things, for example, you can put the feeling behind it. You can visualize how the feeling, if you don't have it right now, imagine that you already have it. Visualize it every day that you already have it. Feel what that feels like to already have what you want. And then allow the thoughts to flow. Thoughts can provoke feelings and feelings can provoke thoughts. But let me tell you something how feelings can provoke a ton of thoughts. And thoughts can provoke a ton of feelings too. But for some reason, when you put feeling, when you mix feeling and thought together instead of thought alone, that very energy just happens so much more aggressively. It occurs so much more aggressively than if you were to just have a simple fleeting thought. All right. Or if you were to just have a fleeting feeling. If you put your energy behind experiencing that thought and experiencing the feelings behind those thoughts, something real happens. Reality happens in a way that is very much so associated with those thoughts and those feelings. And that's really what I'm trying to get at. That's the point of this episode. Honestly, I probably don't even have to go on. <laughs> but this is the point of this episode. And it's, I also want to really just hone into the reality of limiting beliefs. I want to hone into the reality of how, like, literally, if you believe that you cannot do something, you maybe it's followed up by a feeling of shame or disappointment or guilt or inadequacy, unworthiness. The reality is that you won't be able to do that until you change your thoughts and your feelings and your perception about yourself and your perception about that very thing. If you really put your mind to it, you can overcome any, any kind of adversity. You can overcome any kind of adversity if you really, truly want to. And that is the beauty of being a human being that has true divine power. We have the ability to create and we have the ability to change. And we have the ability to change our reality. And if we just understand the energetic chemistry, the physics, the very physics that is us as energetic beings, and that is the surrounding world. Even I'm, dude, I'm sitting in a studio right now. The studio is made of protons and electrons. It's energy. Everything is just energy. It's, I can manipulate it. I can manipulate reality. Because if you truly understand how energy works, if you truly understand how physical objects, how the air works, and how energy itself works, you begin, you can begin to see not only yourself, but everything else differently. And I'm just trying to encourage us to think of our thoughts and our feelings differently as energy frequencies, as signals, as radio waves, as something that can be channeled, that can be redirected, that can be converted into something else and if we really understand the workings of our physical being as well in terms of our brain 
In the limiting beliefs episode, I talked about neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is literally the fact that your brain creates little highways, little channels in which if you have the same kind of thoughts, this you have uh, neural pauses, energetic pauses that will go through that same channel that relates to that category of those thoughts. But what you can do is you can actually dismantle a channel that is not serving you anymore. You can dismantle a channel that is rooted in fear, that is rooted in anger, that is rooted in addiction, that is rooted in any of that. You can dismantle that channel and you can replace it with a new channel. And you just keep sending thoughts down that new channel, that new channel that helps to build you up, that helps to, you know, help you receive more love, that just helps you do something completely different. You can send thoughts down that new channel and that channel just builds up it becomes amazing and beautiful and then new new roadways flow connect to that channel and then next thing you know your whole network is flooded with these positive thoughts and the positive energy and that old channel it literally just dissolves into the background of the brain the body consumes it and releases it as waste think of it like that everything is energy everything can change and so can your thoughts your life and your reality I like to think of it as a storage cabinet of your thoughts, your memories of every single experience you've ever had from the day you were born. Your subconscious mind knows it all. It knows it all. What a beautiful yet relatively scary concept, right? But let's not get caught up in fear, right? We want to think about how beautiful it is. And the reality is that your subconscious mind is recording everything. It knows everything. And you can also tap into your subconscious mind whenever you please to. Your subconscious mind is what comes up in your dreams. It's what comes up in your daydreams and your night dreams. It's what comes up um, when you when you least expect it. Let's just say there's a part of yourself that you hate to express, aka a shadow self, a shadow trait. Let's just say that something comes up when you're angry or when you're sad or when you are confused or just whatever. That's a part of the subconscious mind. That's a part of the subconscious mind bringing it up to you for you to know that it's there, for you to address it, for you to understand it, for you to understand how it operates. The subconscious mind stores so many different types of energy frequencies that are emitting from within you that you can decide to tap and understand and use for your greatest and highest good if you so please. Be sure to check out um, the videos that I have on YouTube and the blogs that I have about the shadow self. And of course, just Google it in general. Um, you can also send me like voice messages or emails or whatever. If you want to explore more of the shadow self or you just have questions and you want me to answer some of your questions on the next episode about shadow self and how to explore it and what it really means. But it's a the subconscious mind is a powerful, powerful, powerful place. And that's where a lot of our limiting beliefs live, if not all. And it's also where our beliefs about our, not only about ourselves, but everything else and everyone else, they can live on both our subconscious and our conscious mind. And our conscious mind is where the programming lives and where we can also reprogram ourselves, where we can also begin to build those new neuroplastic, neuroplastic highways that I was speaking about, where we can begin to allow new thoughts, new experiences, new feelings to call themselves a home there where we can change and take a lot of those negative thoughts and opinions that we have about ourselves and our character traits and we can transform them into powerful beings that have a seat at our very table that is within ourselves so just think about that i just wanted to talk about subconscious mind very briefly just as i mentioned a couple of times that 
thoughts are indeed things. I want to reiterate the fact that thoughts and beliefs and feelings, in fact, have the power to create and they have the power to destroy. They have the power to create the life that you've always dreamed of or to just bring something to you or to just allow you to experience something new about yourself or someone else. And they also have the power to destroy the very thing that you don't want destroyed. The subconscious mind is a powerful, powerful place. Your thoughts are powerful things and your feelings are powerful, energetic things as well. I was going to say something else and I just realized that things was the best thing to say. <laughs> All right, so... I wanted to provide like an experimental example of how powerful thoughts really are. And if you simply because if you know, if you don't believe me, if you if you're literally just kind of like she's saying just a bunch of hoobla, right? <laughs> but literally, um, thoughts are extremely powerful. And there's an example here from Dr. Emoto, right? So he studied the impact of positive and negative thoughts. Um had on water so if, if I was thinking if I had a jar of water and I was projecting positive thoughts on one jar and one jar that was for negative thoughts projecting negative thoughts on the other jar and what's interesting here the reason why he chose water is we really think about it, the human body is made up to 78 to 80 percent of water and if you also think about it this earth is has 70 percent water there's so much water, and water has its own memory system. So I definitely recommend looking up Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O. Um, his research is amazing, and it's just along with all the other amazing researchers that have studied the power of thought, that have studied psychology and neurology and everything else. They have studied energetics as well. The understanding that all of this is interconnected and all of this matters, right? So from his study, he found that when he drew out the water from the positive one and he looked at it in a microscope, he saw that the crystalline structure of the water, once he froze it, was very geometric. It was beautiful. It was, it was um, very naturally just, it just made sense. It was gorgeous, right? It was, it was like sacred geometry. And he did the same thing for uh, the, the jar that had negative, negative thoughts being projected onto that. And he saw that the, the crystalline structure of that water after he froze it was chaotic. It didn't really make any sense. It seemed kind of dark and confused. And it just did not reflect the same geometric patterns of that, of the positive thinking on that. And that's just an example of projecting thoughts, which is energy, onto water inside of a jar, breezing the jar, and then testing the crystalline structure of that. And that's just, and in a controlled environment, I definitely, like I said, look up his research for yourself, learn about this, get up to date on this, but this just reinforces the power of thought. And so just imagine if I'm projecting that onto a, a thing of water, imagine how my body receives the thoughts that I'm sending out. Now, let me tell you something. I am not perfect. I am no saint. I don't try to make it seem like I'm the best person in the world and I only think positive thoughts. Nah, that's not the reality. That's not my reality. But I, I try to be as aware and conscious as I can when the negative thoughts and feelings are coming. And how can I, instead of latching onto them and allowing them to just run my life, how can I allow them to just run their course? run their course without me being attached 
to them, allowing myself to be more objective of the feelings and thoughts that I'm having, and instead allowing myself to explore why they are existing in the moment. All right, so that's really the point of this here. I'm, I'm only bringing awareness to the reality of the power and the energetics of your thoughts and of your feelings so that we can become more aware of how to then address them, which is a perfect segue into tools and practices on how we can actually begin to address them. And one of the greatest ways, I know it can be really hard, it can be easier said than done, so it takes practice. Trust me, it takes practice. I have been practicing this for some time now, and although I'm not perfect, it really does work. And this way is simply the letting go method. (laughs) The letting go method is quite simple. You have a feeling that comes. You have a thought that comes. Instead of trying to suppress it, repress it, or escape from it, you allow it to run its course. You allow, you just allow yourself to experience it. You let it, you let it do its thing. You let it do its little jig, right? And you allow yourself to experience it, but you don't latch onto the feeling. You don't latch onto the thoughts that are coming in and out, that are racing through your mind. You don't allow yourself to just begin to act on these fleeting feelings and thoughts. No. You take a step back. You allow yourself to feel it. You embrace it. You allow yourself to understand why you're feeling it. You accept them and you acknowledge them. Will this be a comfortable experience? No. It may feel terrible. But the reality is that if you're allowing yourself to experience these things, to just experience them without being so lashed on, they will run their course. And usually in about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, it'll be gone. It will be gone. If you have that fleeting anxiety that comes, let it run its course, 10 minutes. 10 minutes and it's gone. Now, if you have something more intense like grief, like let's just say someone, a loved one just passed away or something a little bit more intense is happening here, um, you have to take a little bit more precautions. You might have to be a little bit more gentle and diligent with yourself and maybe even possibly seek assistance because a lot of that energy can be a lot heavier than something like a fleeting, fearing thought or some sort of anxiety that, that may be coming in and out, right? Um, but generally, a lot of the feelings that we experience throughout the day, the anger that we may be feeling, um, the pride, the guilt, whatever it may be feeling, we can allow these feelings to come and go without latching on to them. And you can just really allow them to run their course without putting too much thought and action behind them, which are other forms of energy, which will then fuel that feeling, continue to fuel that form, right? So the Lydigo method is simple, the most effective method. It's a great method. Um, right now I'm reading a book by Dr. Hawkins called uh, Letting Go, The Path to Surrender. And um, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. It's been a great read so far. He talks about pretty much every single emotion from a low vibrational emotion from like guilt and shame all the way up to the emotions of peace, love, and transcendence and everything else and also how that impacts relationships, your life, anything that you can think of. And so I recommend reading this book. He breaks it down in a really easy, simple to understand way. Um, I'll actually link it here in the comment sections. But I definitely recommend the Letting Go Method. It includes acceptance. It includes acknowledgement. It includes feeling. It includes exploring yourself in a way that maybe you once haven't desired to. It includes some difficult feelings. It includes maybe revisiting some trauma. It includes maybe reaching out to someone for help, maybe seeking a therapist or a counselor. It includes just a grand level of healing that 
may be difficult in the moment to go through, but is completely transformative and that helps you to become the greatest and highest being that you are meant to be here. It allows it aligns you with the flow of your soul, with the flow of the universe, and aligns you with your greatest and highest purpose. So this is why I recommend healing. That's why I recommend just allowing your thoughts and your feelings to come and go. I historically have not always been the best with just allowing myself to feel my feelings. I've tend to get caught up in not wanting to feel them at all not wanting to feel the emotions, not wanting to think about it, right? So I, I've, I've done the whole suppression, repression is escapism. So when I started my healing journey and when I started to begin to learn about the power of thought, I realized that I, I didn't know anything about this and that I had so many thoughts and feelings and emotions just repressed within my, my subconscious mind that I needed to take some time to unpack and understand that, which actually 100% is why I haven't even dropped this episode. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> for, for most people, they would keep going. But for me, I, I knew I had to take a break and I knew I had to reassess everything, reassess where I was coming from, reassess what I knew, reassess just my thoughts and my actions and to grow. And honestly, I am really glad I made the decision that I made and I'm really glad that I'm learning what I'm learning and I'm really glad that I have the opportunity to share this and to share how important it is to just grab a hold of yourself. <laughs> grab a hold of yourself. Get to know your inner self. Get to know yourself on a completely different level. Get to know your traumas. Get to know their feelings. Be okay with your feelings and get to know the wonderful side of yourself too. Don't be so latched on to the pain and the trauma that you identify with so much because it's who you are. It was a part of who you are. It was an experience that you had, but you don't have to hold on to that anymore. You can choose something else. You could choose something beautiful if you so desire. Another big one that I even mentioned briefly earlier um, was visualization. So um, your thoughts and your feelings, like I said, are very powerful tools. So if there's something that you're really aiming for, like a milestone, a place that you want to be, uh, something that you want to have, whatever it may be, you can use the energetic power of your feelings and your thoughts in order to achieve that and include some visualization in. You decide to spend five minutes a day in a quiet room. It's like You know, you're basically pretty much doing present, a present moment tool. So you're doing some meditation. And what you're doing in that meditation is you're visualizing where you want to be, but you're visualizing as if it's happening right now, as if you already have that thing, as if you're already there. And you're allowing yourself to feel the feelings that are associated with that visualization that you're having in the moment. So imagine, let's just say if you want $50,000, right? You're allowing yourself to experience the emotions and experience the thoughts that are associated with having $50,000 in your hand. And you're visualizing it. And you're visualizing how you got it. You're visualizing how great it may make you feel. You're visualizing how you may feel more supported, more protected, more whatever, right? Whatever money means to you. And um, it's just a really great tool. And it's an awesome tool to use for manifesting what you want into your life. And it's also a great tool for getting to the root of things, getting to the root of some of your trauma, experiencing your inner child and having, having a talk with them, having an experience with them. Um, it's, it's just a really great tool, and I recommend the letting go, the acceptance, the meditation, the visualization, and um, 
and any other form that you can think of. I've also had briefly some notes here about using creativity as an avenue for, ex for experiencing your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings. I know a lot of artists that really do use their feelings and their emotions and their thoughts to express themselves and to explore what they're feeling and to actually literally physically put it onto say a canvas or in a song or in a poem um, or in a structure or whatever it may be what they're feeling what they're going through as an expression of themselves instead of repressing it and suppressing it and trying to escape from it creativity in any form that relates to you can be a form in which you're allowing yourself to experience experience your feelings experience and experience the energy and the power of your thoughts and your feelings thoughts are very powerful things Thoughts are extremely, extremely powerful things. Feelings are extremely, extremely powerful things. They feel your thoughts. They feel your manifestation. They help you to bring things or leave things out, to create or destroy, right? They help you to build your reality. And if we continue to flee from our feelings and flee from our thoughts or suppress them, we'll, we'll never have a genuine human experience. We're human, dude. Like, <laughs> we don't have all these things happening to us for no reason. Your society can tell us all types of crazy things that we're supposed to do and not supposed to do. But let me tell you something. If you learn how to master your energy, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, if you learn how to master your energy and master your thoughts, the world is truly your playground. Energy becomes so understandable to you. It is literally your playground. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of season two of the Meditation Matters podcast. I am your host, Nayo Shell, and I am excited to get the ball rolling on season two. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, if you have any questions or comments or you want to be featured on the next podcast episode, be sure to send in a voice recording message, an email, a note, whatever you want. Um, DM, find me on Instagram at meditation.matters, and you can even send me a DM there. Thank you so much for following the journey and for listening. As always, namaste and much love.